Trump and I have something in common. Fuck the NFL. Fuck the NFL. Not because that clap wasn't as uh, strong as I wanted it to be. Not because of the protesting. Fine, everybody, take a knee. Whatever. The song sucks anyway. I said it. If it was so good, why hasn't DJ Khaled remixed it? You know what I mean? It doesn't mean I don't like America. It's just like, let's revamp that song. Maybe they just don't like the melody. You know what I mean? Also, stop killing black people. If you can do that, we can do anything. I like that the NFL's in the limelight. I think it's an interesting thing to get them in the limelight this early in the game, because here's the thing. When they were rapists, nobody talked about it. When they pay their cheerleaders like shit, nobody talked about it. When they bent down on a knee, everyone's talking about it. I didn't rape people. They did. Are you mad at me or them? <laughs> you make the decision for yourself. I'll break you, not in that way, but I'll break you comedically. <laughs> but I am a boxer and I'm willing to fucking bar fight. 23 and me, 23 and me. Who here has gotten their results back from 23 and me? Who here has spent $100 to see if they're actually Italian or not? <laughs> And when the results come back and you're not Italian, your Christmas is ruined. <laughs> the seven fishes, we've been doing the seven fishes for 25 years because we're Italian, but turns out we're like 92% Hungarian. <laughs> was a weird accent. <laughs> Talent comes out in different ways. I had a family member, that her life is ruined. They're not Italian anymore. That's fucked up. That's messed up. Your entire childhood, now 23 and me, you, you dab a couple things on your tongue and send it back in an envelope? Okay. I still did it. And it turns out I'm still Italian, so that's kind of fly. I was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I was proud of Pittsburgh Steelers for walking away from the national anthem. Just stay out of it. You know what I mean? You built this city on steel and dreams. Stay out of it. You know? What do you guys think? You hate football. <laughs> Talk about soccer, JC. I have a god kid now. I have a god kid that I really like. Do any of you have god kids? A couple people. Who here doesn't have a god kid? Wow, you guys aren't god parents. Wow, that means nobody trusts you with their kids. Are you aware of that? That's a weird thing, to not have anybody trust you with your kid. Because when you're a godparent, what happens is if your best friends die, you get a baby. Did you know that? When your best friends die, you get a fucking super angry teenager who's like bummed out that his parents died. But I like being a godmother because I can raise this kid right. You know what I mean? Raise him to be kind to people, empathetic, thoughtful, not a misogynist. When he turns 18 and he's attractive, I can fuck my god kid. Find me a law that says I can't. Find me a law that says I can't, and I won't. <laughs> the law is crazy. Always know the laws in every state you go in. Always know the law. People are cruising around, marijuana in their pocket that you put away in Georgia. You don't want that. Nobody wants to go to jail in Georgia. I went once. Mama's not going back. I got to expunge because I'm white. Being a godparent's important. She 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 walks around the house going, anytime something breaks, she goes, Papa fix it. Papa fix it. 
That means that little girl's growing up with her father being able to fix everything for her. Do you know how beautiful that is? Take that in. Take that in, Papa Fix It. You know who didn't have a Papa Fix It? All of you. <laughs> None of you had a Papa Fix It. I didn't have a Papa Fix It. I wouldn't be here. I had a Papa is doing cocaine right now. I had a, I had a where's Papa? I had a Papa Don't Preach. That's fucking funny. <laughs> you can say what you want, and you can hate me because of my looks, but that's motherfucker funny. I live by the ocean. I live, uh, <laughs> I live by the ocean now, and I go in the water all the time. I go in the ocean water all the time. And sure, I find tampons because it's Venice Beach, you know what I mean? <laughs> live a little. Just fucking pop it out. <laughs> Mi casa, pussy casa. <laughs> Litter is out of control. I've once chased a teenager down for throwing a Snickers bar on the ground with the wrapper. I'll fucking follow you to your car. Don't litter on my planet. I've seen Waterworld. <laughs> it's all linked back to the glaciers. And Kevin Costner is a fish, and any of you that hate that movie, die. <laughs> Being a good person is important more than ever. We as people have to be empathetic and kind to one another because shit is getting crazy, okay? We have to stop procreating, fucking stop it. If you don't stop it, we're all gonna become Uber drivers and that's gonna be your fault. Stop procreating. I like Uber, it's fine, whatever. I'm a woman, I'm always sexually harassed. A car rides nothing. <laughs> Fine, fuck it. I like technology, like so much. I love technology. I think flying cars would be really fly. <laughs> I didn't do it on purpose. Hat guy. Hot outside, hat guy. I like flying cars. I think that's a cool concept. I think the idea of flying cars will be cool to an extent. I feel like the DUIs will be off the chain. <laughs> I feel like that's a little absurd. I feel like Uber drivers, you're just gonna be like, can you make a left on the, make a left at the cloud? Fuck it, you know what? You don't know what you're doing and I don't know what I'm doing. Can you just drop me here and you fall to the ground? I like dating apps because I like the idea of streamlining dating. I think there's a lot of people that are like, tell everybody we met at an Air One. Fuck you. You didn't meet an Air One because none of us can afford Air One. And if your friends are really your friends, they know that already. Tell everybody we met while walking on Runyon Canyon. Oh, that's more romantic. I think what's romantic is sending a message that's like, sup? Y'all wanna fuck? Y'all plural. <laughs> do you guys get on the thread like I do? The Tinder thread? <laughs> you guys, that's a good idea. They should let you have as many as you want. Honestly, streamline. I think dating apps are a good idea. I don't think it's that embarrassing. I would like to know that you're not married. I know that the app doesn't really protect me from that, but like in my mind it does. <laughs> You know what I mean? But I'm kind of bummed out because the radius for like dating apps for like Tinder and Bumble, it's all like uh, 100 miles. You know what I mean? But if you're like a girl like me who like loves a galaxy guy, that app's like not good for you. You know what I mean? Because I want that fucking 300,000 light year dick. This guy's tss, 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 which means it's a good joke. <laughs> When he turns into a tss, 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 tss. <laughs> right? Wouldn't that be dope to date out of your galaxy so you can get that space dick? <laughs> Everybody say it together. Space. <laughs> Should be ashamed of yourselves. <laughs> what is this, the blue collar comedy tour? <laughs> what am I, a woman talking about the penis? I sure am. I'm 33 and my ovaries are dying. <laughs> But I'm still marketable for like CW, I guess. <laughs> Whatever, fine, who cares? Who cares? 
Just be a good person. That's all you have to do. You don't have to do anything else. Just be a good person. But also be empathetic. You know what I mean? Because you grow from your experiences. I have grown so much in the last couple of years. I am now a kinder, more thoughtful person to pedestrians. (laughs) Who'd have thought? (laughs) I was willing to kill them all. (laughs) But now I know that they have a family. (laughs) So I should slow down a bit. I was dating this guy who casually wore rollerblades. <laughs> it was a tough day. Um, he said that the rollerblades were therapeutic because he used to play hockey. Fine. I've been through enough. You know what I mean? If you're the one and you wear rollerblades, hard pass. And then he went to Burning Man and he came back from Burning Man and he calls me and he goes, hey. And I went, someone's serotonin has dropped because I know you did their drugs. He was like, I can't see you anymore because I met the woman I'm supposed to be with at Burning Man. I said, that's not how this is going to happen. I can't not get Hillary Clinton in office and get dumped by a rollerblader in like eight months radius. You're going to have to fucking choose because I've been through enough. It can't go down like this. And he was like, oh, she's also into girls. Didn't you say you were into threesomes? Yes, but now I'm mad at her, so I will not be going down on her. It's my choice, Bill Cosby, forever. You learn from these experiences for the very reason that that's the point of going through life until you find the one or ones. You know what I mean? That's, that makes it better for you. You decide better. Because I went on a sexual hiatus and stopped drinking alcohol because I went on a date with a guy who had a, a ponytail, like a nice ponytail, not like a creepy ponytail. You know, there's like a fine line, like a good ponytail, and like a, you're going to follow me to my car kind of ponytail. <laughs> he had a good ponytail, and he had those uh, Channing Tatum ab line thingies, you know those lines on a man's body that make you forget to use a condom? (laughs) You know those lines on a man's body that make you go, why don't we just have a baby? You want to just have a baby? We'll take it to the dog park or wherever the fuck (laughs) babies go. And we went out for drinks and in the middle of the drinks, he somehow told me that his ponytail was shedding. I don't even know what the fuck that means. All I can attest it to is sometimes when I'm at dinner, when I'm at dinner, when I'm in the shower, my head hair ends up in my butthole, and I'm like, I'm a miracle worker. (laughs) Could you imagine if I was at dinner, and I was like, my head hair has ended up in my butthole. (laughs) You've got that space dick that I need, right? (laughs) Guys, my name is JC Coakley. I'll be hosting your show tonight. Are you ready for Put Your Hands Together? (laughs) Happy to bring this first comedian on. He runs a monthly show at the Pleasure Chest. Give it up! Give it up for Eli Olsberg, everybody. Keep it going for JC, everybody. Let her hear it. Thank you, thank you. I uh, I uh, recently stuck my di- whoa. Wow, it's okay. Did you guys did you guys figure it out? Is uh, why do you sound louder than me? It was like very, didn't she sound very well amplified? Like all of you were right there. This was like a 4D experience. All right, well, you, you're doing eight minutes. Here we go. Let's start the time. Uh, cool. I, uh, and it happened right at a moment. I was like, I stuck my, and you guys were like, what's he going to say next? Uh, uh, and I'm not going to disappoint. I stuck my dick in a flashlight. Let's talk about it. Um, uh, that's a weird way to start the sentence, but what am I going to do? Take a fucking audience poll? <laughs> Fellas, you ever fuck a flashlight? And like one guy raises his hand and you're all like, get him the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's fucking disgusting. Um, but that's the double standards we live in. <laughs> and I'm fine with it, to be honest. Um, I Let me explain. I got it for free. It was new. And... Uh, <laughs> As I had to clarify that, of course. Um, and it's not like it was like a family heirloom. Uh, and, uh, uh, 
yeah. So as JC had mentioned, uh, I have a monthly show at the Pleasure Chest, and so um, they, as a as a gag gift for the six year anniversary show this past April, they were like, huh, here's a we got you a flashlight as like a fake gift." I'm like, huh, I'm definitely gonna fuck this when I get home." <laughs> uh, because like that thing costs a hundred dollars, and I've never paid more than free to jerk off um, ever. And so I, by the way, if you don't know what a flashlight is, you're lying. And like it's 2017, come on. And but if you really don't know, it's a fake vagina that is inside a casing of what is meant to look like a flashlight. Because I guess the logic is you're gonna hide it with your hurricane supplies. <laughs> Uh, look, if you own one, no one's coming over. Just fucking lean into it. You know what I mean? Leave, leave it in the living room. Who gives a shit? Um, but uh, yeah, so I took it home, and I did not use it for about three weeks because I was scared to, uh, for the sole reason that I, th I don't know why this was my logic, but I thought people would know. <laughs> like, I'd be making out with a girl, and she'd be like, you fuck a fleshlight? It's disgusting. Uh, but I did try it, finally. <laughs> one day I unwrapped it. And, uh, uh, fellas, if any of you are on the fence about getting one, um, or if you're wondering how great it is or if it's bad, it's fucking fantastic. It was the greatest day of my life. Um, I've been seeking that high ever since. Uh, it was, I've never come that fast in my life with a woman or by myself, um, I, even without a condom. Like, it's, it was intense. Here, I'll do an impression for you. I, uh, I went... Oh, this, I'm coming. That's exactly how it happened. <laughs> One eye closed, like I think I was having a stroke. I s smelled burnt toast and uh, my left arm didn't move. I fell on the bed. It didn't move for about, a, I would say, a solid 20 minutes. Um, I think at some point, like I just started laughing to myself. Like I was like, <laughs> this is great. Uh, I had to use the wall to get up. Like, uh, for assistance. And then I pulled that thing off my dick and threw it out. Because if I hadn't, I would have never left my apartment <laughs> again. Um, that's not entirely true. Where they actually lost me as a potential customer uh, was in the cleanup instructions. Because you do have to take care of your flashlight if you want to keep it. Um, well, I guess you don't have to, but, you know... Um, <laughs> I don't want to think about, I know what most men are like, they probably don't, so, but you have to take it out of its case, uh, which if you've never seen a fleshlight without its home, <laughs> it looks like a tentacle. Like I'm convinced if I put it in water, it would just swim away on its own. <laughs> and like finally, just off. <laughs> and, and, uh, and then you have to like run it under the sink, you have to clean your cum out, which that's a pretty degrading. Yeah, I heard an ew, and let me tell you, that's an understatement. Uh, but you're on the right track. I, uh, and then you have to put fucking talcum powder on it and let it air, like, towel it off like it's a baby? I didn't understand that implication. I was like, well, I guess if you're going to take care of something, if you're going to die alone, you have to take care of something. That's, like, the logic. I don't know. I, uh, I have a girlfriend now. I've upgraded to a human, and uh, uh, I thought that was funnier than you guys did. So... Uh, <laughs> It's fine. Uh, we call them segways. And uh, that was 100%. So, moving on. Um, yeah, I do have a girlfriend. Uh, we're polyamorous. I'm sure most of you know what that means. But in case you don't, the popular definition is it's an open relationship. You guys can see other people. Uh, what it really means is my girlfriend can fuck whoever she wants. And I have to take what I can get. Because no one gives a shit when you're in a relationship and a guy and still on the market. Um, like, if my girlfriend, if I go to town for a week or two and I'm like, how was it? She's like, oh, I met this girl. And then later on, I had a one night stand with this, this guy. And if I tell a girl that I'm polyamorous, she's like, I'm so sorry. Did you say you were a registered sex offender? <laughs> I couldn't hear you. Um, but <laughs> so we, uh, I, I'm kidding. It's obviously not that I'm here to tell you I fuck. No. So I, uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, that wasn't for you guys. That was for me. I'm upset with myself. Um, we, uh, we went to a sex party recently. It was our first time going as a, as a couple. Um, now, we've, I've gone before, which I should just stop and let you guys, like, take that in for a second. You know what I mean? Because this face just said it goes to sex parties. You know what I mean? I don't even look like I go to fucking parties. <laughs> I barely look like I have a girlfriend. Like, you guys are like, this could go either way. Uh, but I do, and again, I'm here to tell you I fuck. <laughs> so I mean, I do, but no. So, uh, so anyway, we go to we went to the sex party together, and we uh, we went, 
as by the way, if any of you are uncomfortable, like strap in. It's a long story. <laughs> it's not going to stop. Uh, I've told this in Cheyenne, Wyoming. I think I can handle Franklin Village. Um, so. Uh, so we go into this party and I was like, well, what do you want to do? Cause I'd been to this particular venue before and she hadn't, she's a little uncomfortable. So I was like, well, what do you want to do? And she's like, I want to have sex with you and another guy. I was like, okay, cool. Let's fucking go shopping. So I let her pick the guy out cause I'm a feminist. And, uh, <laughs> and she comes back with this fucking blonde hair, blue eyed German guy. I don't mean like he looked Aryan, like he had a German accent. I, if you haven't heard, my name is Eli Olsberg. I'm Jewish. <laughs> so is she. Is there like a prisoner in the guard fetish I just learned about? It's fucking weird. I was like, frankly, Anne, I don't like this. Uh... <laughs> Thank God. I was like, if you guys didn't get that, I'm going to be so upset. <laughs> weird how offended the room got. That for a side, I was like, too soon? <laughs> no, too late. So, <laughs> okay, that's terrible. But also hilarious. So, um, but anyway, we, uh, so anyways, we had the threesome. It was great. Everybody came and uh, we got home and I was like, how was that for you? Like, what did you think of it? And she was like, oh, the party was great. But, you know, I, I, it was our first time doing that and we did it with a stranger. I'd like to do this again with someone I know. And I was like, okay, as long as it's someone I don't know, because I just think that's weird to call up one of my friends and be like, hey, you remember Gabby from last week? You want to fuck her? And I'm not saying that's weird because it would be an awkward conversation. I'm saying it's weird because I'm a comedian and I'm friends with other comedians and they're all trash. They'd be like, yeah, I'll be there in five. You know what I mean? It's fucking gross. Uh, and so I, uh, so she picked one of her friends and he came, they came and watched me do a show first. They came and saw me at the improv. I had a great set. That's not important to the story, but why leave it out? Uh, and so... So uh, we got home, and she didn't tell me this because she didn't think it was a big deal. And ultimately, I didn't think it was a big deal either. But it turns out the guy that she bought with her was a bisexual, and he could not wrap his brain around the fact that I was. And he's like, are you sure? And I'm like, I'm 32. I think I've done the homework. Um, I get it. I don't look super straight. I look like a gay lesbian, if that makes any sense. Um, again, funnier than you guys thought. So, so we... Uh, <laughs> So he just looks at me very confidently and he goes, because he's a very good looking guy with muscles and has never been told no in a sexual situation. He's like, all right, well, I'm going to fuck you before the night's over, girlfriend. And I was like, sir, that is assault. But give it your best shot, <laughs> girlfriend. And... Uh, so cut to a little while later, uh, he's having sex with my girlfriend and I'm watching and jerking off. Now, if you haven't had this kind of threesome, I wasn't like in a corner like, <laughs> fucking cuck me or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, that's just what you do to keep your erection in this situation. He turns to me while he's inside my girlfriend and says, by the way, you had a great set tonight. <laughs> and I said, go on. And he and I make eye contact because I wanted to say thank you. Also, by the way, my girlfriend is still on all fours. She turns and looks at me and goes, are you fucking kidding me? Which that made me harder for some reason. I guess I found a new fetish. And uh, I turn to say thank you to him because I'm a gentleman. And uh, we lock eyes. And I say, hey, thanks, man. And he looks. He goes, oh, and you have blue eyes. And he turns to my girlfriend and goes, Gabby, you have a total package on your hands here. And I came on both of them. <laughs> my ego just polyped the fuck out of both of them. And he was right. He fucked me before the night was over. Unconventionally, but he did. <laughs> All right, you guys have been a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of the show. Eli Olsberg, everybody. The next comedian coming to the stage wrote and starred in a phenomenal movie called The Big Sick. Give it up for Kumail Nanjiani. <laughs> I wasn't sure if the if I was if I was pink and he was making fun of me, but then I realized no, that's his SNL thing. But that that was Kumail Nagiani, everybody. His SNL thing. <laughs> this next comedian has just found her voice creatively in the world of lady drag. If you don't know her in person, she normally looks like a dead cat, and she'll be playing in Burbank. You told me to say it. Ladies and gentlemen, 
Put your hands together for Dead Cat Katie Lawrence! Candy Lawrence! I'm kidding. How's everyone feeling? You, sir? You good? You single? Come on. Let's go to Hidden Valley Ranch. This is going to be fun. I'm kidding. It's me, Angelica Houston. Guys, the joke's already started. Let me tell you what's up top. Look at these little mocks, huh? They hurt like fuck, but you know what? Fashion. <laughs> Check that out. Honestly. I... I don't know where you're going, but this is gonna be... Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> I got nervous because I was about to do an ice bucket challenge! Is that still happening? Because I'm gonna do one. What if I just had everyone do an ice bucket challenge? Anyway, the best compliment I got was the other day. I go to my favorite breakfast place on the server that I love, Stephanie, and she was like, I love your name. I had a horse named Candy. <laughs> So that was cool. <laughs> so this is purely vodka. Cheers. I'm kidding. I don't drink. Just today. It's just schnapps or like wine coolers. Really into Zimas, dude. Can't find him though. <laughs> anyway, I'm single and ready to get shingled. <laughs> and I was dating this girl. Yeah, I'm a lesbian. Are you praying at this time? Like, honestly, go home if you're gonna pray. <laughs> On stage praying. I'm kidding. Pray for me, please, honestly. <laughs> I need help. <laughs> Is this a stool? Oh, that's cool. That's cool. I've never seen a stool before. I was dating this girl and uh, she broke up with me after a week. She was like, this is exhausting. <laughs> I was like, what, dude? I'm only asking to run one 10K a day. <laughs> I'm just exhausting. You guys like smoking the weed? Dude. I do. I tend to smoke too much, which is a great time, because then I'll get paranoid, and the next day I'll ask my friends, do you remember what I said last night? And they were like, no, I don't know what you said. They are like, you said I am too high to talk about squirrels right now. So I also love doing shrooms, so that was fun when I did that. Um, I, I went to a comedy show, which is a bad idea. I hope nobody here is on shrooms, because go home <laughs> with this guy. <laughs> um, but I went to a comedy show, it was a bad idea, and this girl that I had slept with was on stage and she was doing her comedy. All of a sudden, I didn't know how to put on my jacket, and I was like, Hey, use a joker! <laughs> She's... She broke up with me, too, before I even started dating. Um, but I have a lot of red flags. Um, and the last relationship, now looking back, I'm like, fuck. She loved that Santana riff. <laughs> she fucking loved that Santana riff. And on her Instagram, I'm sorry, but she posted four videos about gratitude. <laughs> I have read this secret. I own crystals. I love incense. I have no problem with that, but I'm not going to go on Instagram and make four videos about gratitude after you got a parking ticket on your car. So, no, she's cool. What other red flags? If anybody says cool beans, honestly, out of my life. Better yet, awesome sauce, I will kill you. <laughs> You know, I'm kidding about killing. You know, that's not funny. I'm just going to sit up here for the next seven minutes talk about killing. No, I'm kidding. Killing the stage. You guys, I'm a lesbian. Did you know that? Like, looking at me, were you like, she's homeless or a lesbian? Um, I'm wearing my big girl pants. They're a little big on me. I am a lesbian, so calm down. Um, nobody walk out. I know it comes as a shock to most of you. Like, she doesn't look like Tim the Toolman Taylor. Um, but I am I'm a lesbian. But it's just a phase, don't worry. And don't fall asleep. Um, <clears throat> is this thing on? Yeah, it is on. Wow, that's actually better than this one. 
This one really works. <laughs> Honestly, it's all about testing the audio when you're on stage. So, I came out of the closet a couple years ago, and uh, it was a hard time, because my mom had a hard time with it. So she talked to my grandmother about it, and my grandmother is like, fuck, she's fucking old, but very wise. And she looks at my mother in the eyes, and she says, Oh, get a shit! <laughs> so everything's fine now, so that's good. Yeah. Sure is. My, she, my grandmother's so funny, she actually gave me this book, which I think is a New York, it is a New York Times bestseller, but it's also a uh, guidebook for lesbians, Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man by Steve Harvey. <laughs> And she highlighted the entire book. <laughs> what a bore, but I learned a lot. And, uh, I, you know, I got the light, which I feel like I just time-traveled because I just got up here, and I know you guys are going to miss me. <laughs> but I'm going to do this impression because I'm really good at them. I went to school for theater. <laughs> Whatever. And I did a monologue from Ace Ventura. And then I got a scholarship. Is this me, like, driving stick right now? Is that hot? Everyone, why do people think driving stick is hot? You know, like, because I do drive stick, and when I tell other girls, they're like, it's fucking hot. And I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Get you in the sack. Nice jugs. <laughs> she wrote that joke. Um... Yeah, I'm going to crush on this one. <laughs> so this is me trying to get everyone to believe that I am straight, but I am not. Here we go. I mean, I just love hunks. I do. I love fireman hunks, cowboy hunks, <laughs> World of Warcraft hunks. I was watching Days of Our Lives the other day. And then I went to Coach to buy a bag. Couldn't find anything there, so then I went to Juicy Cooter. <laughs> eh? That one got you. <laughs> All right, we're dating. Anyway, if anyone wants to meet me at Birds after, I'll be there, and everything's on you. I've been Candy Lawrence. Thank you guys so much. Have a good night. that I'm bad at my job. What are you laughing? Katie Lawrence? Okay, good. That's all that matters. You guys having fun? I'm so happy. It's so important to laugh and be good to each other, okay? You know, be nice and be happy and get out of here and don't tip the valet because it's America's problem. <laughs> Just kidding. I support waitresses and I don't support tipping. I think it's a very awkward experience. I wish we could just pay them well, but that's how it works. You know what I mean? I'm not the one that's going to be mayor. You are. <laughs> Who here is not white? Okay. <sighs> I just want to make sure we get a couple in. <laughs> that's the only way my album will sell. You know what I mean? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the next comedian coming to the stage has a book that is out called It's Not Comedy, It's Art. Dimitri Martin. <laughs> so much for supporting live comedy and supporting UCB. This next comedian was on Modern Family and he's very, very handsome and delightful. Yeah, fuck. Jared Goldstein! That's great. This is the part where you decide if she's right. <laughs> really? You thought you heard them? Hey guys, excited to be here. Uh, I want to start off with a tip. Uh, I find a great way to make your friends uncomfortable. Start talking about how beautiful Melania Trump is. <laughs> oh, what a beauty! Gets them every time. <laughs> it does. Uh, people think I'm gay all the time. Yeah, turns out people are pretty good at thinking. 
You thinked right. <laughs> you got it. Uh, I, I am dating. Where are my bad boys? None? None here tonight? That's okay. That's okay. Because honestly, like, I'm not, like, I'm not super into bad boys. Uh, straight girls love them. Uh, and I, I think that's because growing up, they decided, I want the kind of boy who's going to piss off my parents. But for me growing up, any boy... <laughs> was going to piss off my parents. <laughs> yeah, he didn't have to, like, play rock guitar. <laughs> oh, they would have hated that, though. <laughs> I, uh, I, I was on a date recently with this guy, this, this white guy who must not have realized that I'm Asian, I'm half Asian, because he got upset with our waiter, who was also Asian, and he turns to me and he goes, can you believe this freaking Ching Chong? Yeah. Which, first of all, freaking. Like, this guy won't say the F word, but Ching Chong just rolls right off the tongue. So I, I said what, what I think any Asian American would say in the face of blatant racism. Um, I said, yeah, I really showed him. Mm, got him good. After a show this one time, this, this guy came up to me and he was like, hey man, I love that joke about Ching Chong Bing Bong. I was like, I never said Bing Bong. <laughs> you white devil! <sighs> yeah, not a good date. I should have known that, it, that this guy was a problem when he was like, Hey, have you heard this rapper Kendrick Lamar? Man, he is so talented. He's like a black Eminem. And you're like a white supremacist. And you're paying for dinner. <laughs> paying for it. Uh, I, I love it when, when guys will say, Sorry, I'm straight. Like, letting me down easy. Just because, like, it's always, like, the most regular-looking guys who'll say that, you know? Like, come on. Like, dude, like, if anything happened here, you'd be, like, the least hot guy I ever fucked. Right? Like, and I would be minimum the third hottest woman you ever fucked. Just scientifically speaking. <laughs> I'm a scientist. Uh, <laughs> Uh, sometimes I wonder if my life would be easier if I were straight. You know, just like at least twice a day, a woman will tell me, ugh, I wish you weren't gay. It's like, yeah, well, I wish you weren't my mom. <laughs> I, uh, I, I am Jewish, uh, bar mitzvah and everything. Uh, we threw this great big party, uh, the theme, because you got to have a bar mitzvah theme. Uh, mine was, I'm gay, don't tell anybody. <laughs> it's really more of a surprise party. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, do you ever, do you ever uh, go to high-five your dad and accidentally kiss on the lips? <laughs> Happy accidents, right? <laughs> um, I, I'm a walking stereotype. I can admit that freely. Uh, and so is my whole family. Uh, like my Asian mom, she does nails. My Jewish dad does Asians. Also accounting. Uh, their gay son does musical theater. And my hot sister is a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you can find her at the Verizon store asking an employee if he's fucking retarded. She's so pretty, guys. <laughs> Love you, Alana. <sighs> guys, she's fine. She's in Ibiza right now. Probably sending back sushi. Uh, damn, she's hot. <sighs> a little bit about me. I was a child actor. Uh, I was in TV and movies. Actually, when I was a kid, I was on a sketch on SNL. It was a Barney-themed sketch called uh, The Fun Friends Club. I played Zhao Ping. <laughs> Look it up. That's a real thing. Um, yeah, TV and movies and stuff. And, and now I am a waiter. 
Just like I planned. Yeah, actually, I was Dimitri's waiter. Yeah. I gave you good service, man. Come on, put me in your act like that. Um, people say that we need more out gay actors to be role models for kids, but I'm not so sure about that because like when I was a kid, I was performing on Broadway. I was surrounded by successful, out, thriving gay men. And today, I'm, I'm 28. I've never been in a serious relationship, just wrought with internalized homophobia. And I'm up here humble bragging about having once been on Broadway. What I'm trying to say is, I was on Broadway. I was on Broadway. <laughs> not anymore, not, not anymore. <laughs> Puberty was unkind. <laughs> got me good. <sighs> you got me. I, I do work at a restaurant. Uh, the, the guys in the kitchen, they all call me Chinita. Yeah. If you aren't laughing, Chinita, that's Spanish for little Chinese girl. That's me. <laughs> but, like, I get it, you know? Like, I know what I look like. Like, if I wanted to transition, I could bang that out in, like, eight to ten business days. Just set the record. <laughs> she did it. She really did. Um, I, uh, I, I've been doing stand-up for a couple years now, and people, they ask me all the time, is it hard being a woman in comedy? <laughs> I'm like, what? You think I'm in comedy? <laughs> no. <laughs> you guys are great. Thanks so much. I'm Jared Goldstein. We're having so much fun back there, you guys. Can't take it out of it, Langston. I've done what I could with the cards I've been down. HBO's Langston Kerman, everybody. Boy, good timing. This is fun, man. I'm happy to be here. I I just moved to Los Angeles. I, I live in Los Angeles now, which is cool. I live in a neighborhood that, as far as I can tell, is mostly homeless people and wig stores. So, <laughs> love your culture. <laughs> Very rich culture. I've been traveling a lot. I live. I, I was like living in Canada for a month this year. I like spent a month in Canada, and it's just better <laughs> than here. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, it's a better place. They're doing some exciting stuff in Canada. Very progressive. I saw a white woman washing windows. You know what I mean? <laughs> you understand how exciting that was for me? I was just walking past, like, oh shit, y'all do that? <laughs> I didn't know you had those muscles. <laughs> it blew my mind. Part of me wanted to run up to her and be like, hey, white girl, yous can be free. <laughs> you can be free, white girl. You ain't got to live like this no more. In America, there are vintage furniture stores as far as the eye can see. You can bring your dog inside of restaurants. Just ruin people's meal with privilege and pet dander. <laughs> Listen, white girl, listen to me. Free yourself. Free yourself. Find the North Star and then walk backwards <laughs> to freedom. Get on that above ground railroad. It's just a regular train. It's a reasonably priced train. <laughs> I just want a white slave so bad. I do. I just want one of y'all singing slave hymnals. You know what I mean? That'd be fun. You just walk like, wait in the water. Wait in the water, Karen. Wait in the water. Karen gon' send back the water. This isn't Pellegrino water. She specifically asked for Pellegrino water. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> traveling. I have been traveling. I went to my first strip club recently. I, I went to my first ever strip club and it, it wasn't good. It wasn't it wasn't like a good experience. I'm 30. That's a weird time to start. 
I don't, I'm not a strip club guy. My friend was, I'm not a strip club dude. There's no anime in strip club. <laughs> My friend really wanted us to go. He was very, he forced me into it, which is a weird thing that I think men do to each other. Why would you force another man to go look at naked ladies with you? You know what I mean? What's the instinct there? Like, hell yeah, dog. We going to the strip club tonight. No excuses. I want to see what your face looks like when your dick is hard. <laughs> That's right. We gonna get good and erect. We gonna make deep eye contact. And then I'm gonna say something weird. Like, I don't know, man. Maybe I might be alone forever. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. Went to my first strip club and it wasn't. You want your first strip club experience to be classy. I think. I think we can all agree. You want it to be like a fancy, classy kind of, you know what I mean? I wanted to walk in and be like, hell yeah, I bet these girls be reading in the back. <laughs> I bet when you put your titties away, you know a whole lot about Kafka. <laughs> That'd be cool. That wasn't my experience at all. I went to a strip club. My friend took me to a strip club. We were on the road and we went to a place in East St. Louis. And if you don't know East St. Louis, it's it's technically it's a it's a it's a town in the Midwest, but it's technically in Illinois. But it's so bad that Illinois was like, nah, <laughs> don't put our name on that shit. It was a, a place in East St. Louis called the Pink Slipper, and we were there and we watched a lady with a mouth band-aid pop her pussy on carpet. It was disgusting. It was a horrible experience. The, the security was vacuuming the whole time. You know what I mean? Just walking through like, lift your legs up, player. Come on, man. Got to get these pussy chips up now. <laughs> Can't have no pussy crumbs before the big tippers show up. It was wild, man. It was a horrible. The strippers didn't want to be there. They were sad. And you could tell they blamed us personally. You know what I mean? Just for being there, they would like, they'd be dancing, but they'd be staring at us real mean the whole time. Like they weren't having no fun. You know what I mean? Like the music, the music was playing, but you could tell in their head, they, all they could hear was like color purple quotes and shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> all my life I had to fight. But I never thought I'd have to fight in my own house. <laughs> I love Sapo. I truly do. But I kill him dead before I let him beat me again. It's gonna be twelve dollars for the dance, motherfucker. <laughs> strip club. I'm not a strip club guy. I do I do respect strippers. I think they're I I I got a, a nice soft spot in my heart for strippers. I, I had to take my clothes off for money once. I had to I had to do a sex scene on television. And that was embarrassing. I did, you know, and you want to work out. You want to look good. You're eat, I was eating right, taking care of my body. And then as soon as the sex ain't aired, as soon as it went out on TV, I kept getting all these messages from strangers. People would email me and shit and just be like, hey, man, I just want to say how much I appreciate you showing what a regular body looks like <laughs> <laughs> on TV. You know, just a regular unexercised body. <laughs> You see, all these other guys, they had muscles. They were big. They had those weird usher pelvic V, like, like their penises were waving down a helicopter. <laughs> Sexy, but you, you look like you could work at my post office, and I like that. You got a body built for stamps. I respect that. It's so mean, because <laughs> I was trying my best. You know what I mean? I was trying my absolute, I can't get mad, I can't get defensive and write back like, fuck you, hey, shut up. You have no idea how bad my regular body could be. These nipples could be way bigger. I got big nipples. They look like two Magnum condoms strapped to my chest. I catch a good wind, I'll float away. Little Asian boy and up. I get a lot of weird messages now just from that sex scene a lot of weird people hit me up I got this the other day I ain't like it y'all ain't gonna like it let's not like it together <laughs> right I got this from a dude a dude sent me a message he was like hey man I just wanna say if you're ever in the Atlanta area you should hit me up because I would happily pay you money 
so that I could sniff and lick your asshole. Right, he said that. And my first thought was, what? You ain't willing to travel? But then, that's a big trip for me. Meet halfway. Then he followed it up, right? That wasn't the end of the message. He sent a second message immediately after. Before I could even respond, he sent a second message. He was like, hey, man, just to be clear, this isn't a gay thing. It's strictly business. <laughs> it's tr- and so that we're clear, that's not a business. That's not how businesses work. You know what I mean? That's not how Microsoft got started. Bill Gates wouldn't just eat ass in a garage. And then handing out computer chips. <laughs> what if the computers were personal? It's not it. He was fucking when he was trying to get in my head as if I'd be sitting at home, a heterosexual man, just like, I would never, ever let any man do anything to my butt unless, <laughs> unless it was a solid business proposition. <laughs> solid. We got to get this company back in the black. By getting some tongues back in my crack. That's right. You know what? That's a good slogan. Put it on a t-shirt. See if it sticks. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys have been fun. My name's Lindsay Kerman. Bye. You guys are amazing. I'm going to cut this for the podcast, so don't expect hey, to hear it. it. Okay, your whatever drama you have in store, not falling for it. No, leave it. You guys had fun. You'll come back every single week. My name is JC Coakley. On behalf of UCB Theater, and put your hands together. Thank you, Cameron Esposito and Ray Butcher. Have a good night. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, Yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. (laughs) Jesus. I mean, (laughs) Jazos. Ruler of the Eighth Circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.